Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Classroom Matters podcast with me, your host, Christy Hool. And today we are talking to author, executive, angel investor, and a lifelong student of markets, John Foster. Now, John's career failed its way through process engineering, operations, business management, M&A, and corporate strategy, finally failing big enough to exit. He now teaches kids the lowdown on business and entrepreneurship, hoping they will too fail bigger and sooner. John's program, Middle School MBA, has pioneered this space, learning to teach the most advanced concepts to the youngest kids in a way that fascinates and excites them. It is the future of business and economics for kids. John, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's really great to have you. Thank you, Christy. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Okay. So you have done so many things over the last probably 30 years. You have probably run the gamut of you've done all kinds of work in angel investing and marketing and business and all of these things. And now you are in the business of helping kids learn economics, middle school MBA. So we want to dive into all of those things, but start by just giving us a little bit of background on your journey and the work that you've done to lead you to what you're currently doing today that benefits students. My formal background is engineering and, and, and business, uh, and I started working in, in plants uh, 30-something years ago. As, a, as an engineer, we built plants, we designed plants, we started them up. Uh, and then I started managing them and and then moved into the business side. So really, I've I've sort of got a degree in the school of hard knocks, uh, everything from soup to nuts in, in business and manufacturing. And and as I traveled around the world uh, doing business, I kind of had this Adam Smith experience of, of why are some countries rich and some countries poor? And what's going on here? You, you'd go to Morocco and and there's a woman standing in a field minding seven goats. And, and you think, is this the best use they have, you know, for this woman? Is this the, the most she can contribute to uh, society? You know, I, I studied economics uh, my whole life. That was my concentration in grad school. And a, as a field, it's, it's, it's something of a mess uh, from the get go. Uh, it was. It was always sort of this um, muddling around trying to figure out what was going on, starting with Aristotle. He looked around him and, and he saw these people engaged in commerce. And he's like, well, they're making things and selling things and hiring people and using money and exchanging money for interest. And what's going on here? And, and so he tried to figure out, you know, as, as he did, what's the nature of this? What are the rules that govern this commercial stuff I see? Some of it he got right and some of it he got wrong. And, and really since then, for a couple of thousand years, people have been trying to, to fine tune and, and really understand what's going on there. So it's, it's always been something of a mess. And so it's difficult for people to get their arms around. And so in corporate strategy, part of that game is to, just to take this big, messy picture and figure out what are the most important elements, what's gonna drive this thing forward, and then how do we how do we attack these elements? 
And and so basically, I did. I've done the same thing with middle school MBA. Is we've we've taken the uh, the crucial pieces and put them together in a logical, intuitive way that that anybody can follow. And we've you know left out uh, the noise and the and everything else that's confusing. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how we went from A to B. Uh, the the actual mechanism. I I volunteered uh, with Junior Achievement for a long time. And I kept adding things to the uh, to the curriculum. You know, I experiment in class and see what worked and what didn't work. And at, then at some point, I just had my own curriculum going. And then one day, I was walking to class and I said to myself, "Why am I teaching fourteen kids? I should teach fourteen thousand." Mm-hmm. And and that's when I moved things online and built the tools that I always wanted to have and and uh, put together the middle school MBA package and. Mm-hmm. Then, then about four years ago, I, I left my corporate job just to do this full time. Yeah. So let's talk about middle school MBA for a moment, because obviously I've been on the website. I've scoured through all the resources. I've looked at it and it is extremely impressive. I will just start by saying that, you know, obviously being 10 years elementary school teacher, 10 years principal, homeschooled my own children. I wish I would have known about this. <laughs> Honestly, you know, when I homeschooled my kids for three or four years, this would have been fantastic. Because, you know, we used things like the Tuttle Twins and other just random resources, but it didn't connect, right? It wasn't as cohesive as the program that you have created. So let's talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of the middle school MBA and how it is different than what kids are currently getting in school. Yeah, Christy, I, I have to say I'm 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 impressed with how with with your due diligence here and and how deeply you've gone into this and you really hit the nail on the head. It's 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 about having everything connected mm-hmm. and and being um, really a, a comprehensive look. I mean, the Tuttle Twins are terrific. Uh, the Uncle Eric books they're terrific, but in in each case they they sort of uh, tell you the answer. But you don't have all the background. You, you you haven't built it up from from day one, and that takes a long time. That's hard to do. I mean, that's of necessity. Um, you know, they've had to kind of jump to the conclusion and say, "Here's how this works." But what you know, my background and is such that I want to know. I want to be able to take it down to the very roots and understand what's going on. And and we constantly. Um, emphasize in our lessons, don't believe me because I'm me. You know, you you have to independently understand these things yourself. And in, until that happens, until all the dots are connected in your own brain, don't accept any anything, not not what I'm saying, not what anybody says. And so that's what we've tried to do is is to to show every important link along the way. And what that means is you know, so much of education since really since the progressive era, they've we've had so much siloing of mm-hmm. of subjects to the to the point that um, they're they're almost disconnected from the real world, and and economics has had that in spades. It's it's just uh, most people think of it as as something that that really doesn't apply to them. It's it's just sort of abstract, and it's for some kind of wonky people to you know to pontif- pontificate on. But you know, just as Aristotle saw it, you know what the purpose of economics is to capture real life, 
the the real life transactions people make and the real life motivations that people have and and so that's what we try to do and treating it like an mba captures all that because you know business incorporates uh people it incorporates technology and science it it incorporates uh contracts and and it incorporates uh marketing dealing with your with your customer etc so all these different factors are there in business and economics needs to capture those things and explain them in a in a way that's not uh detached from the real world and instead it's actually explaining the real world that's what's really different about what we do and and we do it in a way that um you know our curriculum is full of activities so in instead of just saying uh, you know I learned from Milton Friedman that prices are guideposts in the economy and they tell us what we should do but I didn't learn exactly how does that happen but what we do in uh in our curriculum is is kids actually discover prices for themselves by negotiating with each other and and so they understand the nature of the price of of being sort of uh you know it's 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 not just a fixed thing it's something that changes it it depends on the moment it depends on the other options and so they have a visceral feel for okay how do we find a price and then uh we have a, a product where they build parts and then after they make them their their parts they do the accounting and make a a profit and loss sheet so now they have a pnl and and they see how the prices of the products that they're building drive what they want to do right and and they they see how it affects their pnl and their bottom line and so they understand how how prices are critical to directing a single business and what they do and they understand what that price is you know where it comes from and then we go into all of the some some more advanced theory about what is a price and what is the money side of a price and what is money where does money come from and and so we go from the very simple concrete business things to the to the much more abstract and profound economic theory behind it but it's all stitched together so it's it, it they they get it you know they it's it becomes a fascinating thing instead of just something abstract that uh you know that that doesn't really apply to me now it's a tool you know now it's a tool that i can use and i can understand how this world works and and what place i can find in it and what i have to do to get there well and and do you think you know as i as i'm listening to you speak about all of the components of the program um for especially for homeschool families right so i'm going to talk about that for a moment because you know we have so obviously we have an influx of homeschool families since post covid we've seen those numbers rise i mean there was already a growing number of homeschool families for different reasons um, across the country, but now post COVID, we're, we're seeing an even higher number of homeschool families that are taking on their students' education in their own hands. And I wonder if sometimes and that's a great thing. Yeah, it, it really is. I think just choice is a great thing. Whatever, whatever parents choose for their children, whatever educational setting, it's great that we have come to a point where we can have choice and we're all working together towards the same goal. Um, so that, that could be a whole nother podcast, John. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, look it, at that. We really came is. up with a new topic. Um, so, it, so what I was thinking was, you know, when I homeschooled my kids for a few years, 
And I didn't know, I don't know this. This is not my, this is not my wheelhouse. I mean, I, I'm an educator by trade, by craft. That's what I've done my whole life. So I know how to teach my kids all kinds of things, but the content was not necessarily something that even came easy for me. So I wonder if part of the, the resistance sometimes to, to diving deeper into topics like this, especially in homeschool families um, and, and even public school, we'll even say public school, we'll throw that in there too, is definitely public they school. don't, they don't feel comfortable, the teacher, and they don't know what they don't know, they don't feel comfortable. So they are sort of skimming the top and giving that surface level economics um, uh, information to their students. And that's where it stops. So are you seeing that a lot of times when you take this out somewhere that they're like, oh my goodness, I, I just, I don't know this information. So therefore I can't teach it in the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's actually the biggest barrier for every school, uh, homeschool or, or brick and mortar school adopting middle school MBA is that the, the teacher goes, whoa, I, I don't think I can. I mean, number one, I didn't know this stuff. You know, I didn't, I'm not math oriented, which economics is not math, but, but uh, people have, have portrayed it as that it's logic, but uh, yes. Number one, the, the teacher says, I'm, I, that's not my thing. I don't know how to do that. And, and number two, they say, well, it's not possible to teach this kind of stuff to kids this young. This is nobody does this. You know, this is just way too out of the box. So those are the two barriers. But as soon as teachers look at the curriculum and, you know, we have like a, a 20 minute onboarding video that that uh, teachers use. And within within an hour, they're going, I got it. You know, uh, and I've had a few teachers that have said, would you come team teach this with me? You know, when I start off, just because I'm kind of, uh, you know, insecure about it. And I go, sure, sure. And, and and I show up in the classroom for about two days and and they look at me and say, why are you still here? You know, <laughs> would you get out of my classroom? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my purpose here is to make this um, clear for the teacher, because here's a here's one of the very cool features about middle school MBA is. This is not online learning. Okay, we're we're a software company and we send you a software package, but we're not going directly to the kid. We're not we're not a child looking at a device, reading a paragraph and clicking next. You know, that's awful. What we do is we do a mind meld with the teacher. So mm -hmm. we're going to the teacher and the teacher is is teaching to the student. And and the reason that's great is if you're doing the this old way of uh, you know going to the student, you have no idea who the student is, and so you're forced to go to the lowest common denominator, mm -hmm. right? And and any kid with two brain cells is bored stiff. That that's why everybody hates that 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 uh, mode of learning. But because we go to the teacher, and then the teacher who knows every child, whether it's your own child or just the kids in your class. The, the teacher then knows the right pace to use and, and where that student is. So we come in super high instead of the, the lowest common denominator. We're talking to everybody like an adult. And we, we rely on the, the teacher to, to bridge that gap between wherever that student is and where we're trying to take them. Mm -hmm. And so it's remarkable when I, you know, my one of my big concerns when we put this together is, can some teacher with no background in, in business and economics do this? And 
when when I sit in a classroom and watch them do it, they're better than I am because they're actual teachers. They have mm -hmm. teaching skills and and they know every kid. And so it's 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 really beautiful the way we hand this to the teacher and then the, the teacher just makes magic with it. So mm -hmm. whether no matter what your background is, uh, you can teach this to your kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I want to talk about the importance of this cross-curricular because we brought that up for a moment, right? But so if people that are listening are saying, well, uh, yeah, John, this is probably a great program, but my kid's not going into business. My kid's not going into economics. My kid's going yeah. into, you know, whatever. How This, has, this isn't going to benefit them. Um, so how, how are we able to use this information cross-curricular where it is a, you're able to integrate? Because I think, I mean, that's really important for um, especially elementary school teachers where maybe you're teaching fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, and you are not in the middle school setting where you have, you know, you go to science, you go to math, you go to reading, you're teaching everything. So, and they will say, and I know you've probably heard this, especially from those fourth and fifth grade teachers, I don't have time to teach a whole nother lesson on economics. And if they can't intertwine these items and these components into everything else that they're doing throughout the day in a very fluid way, they're going to be resistant to it. So how does this program lend itself to, and what's the importance of that? Why if, you know, my kid's not going to be an economics major or a finance kid or a business kid, why does he, why is this important? Yeah. So, um, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, you know, the the classical education space has this this great saying that all all learning is connected, and and it it truly is. I mean, we should look at it that way. And the the uh, economics is about connections across a, a very big a very big area. And and so what you. Um, now we we mentioned before that that business incorporates science and and legal and and people and all these sort of things, and and that then economics is is the abstractions that explain that stuff. That's applicable everywhere you go. Um, people respond to incentives. That's that's a basic economic principle. And when when you understand that, no no matter what you do, if 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 you have a um, a group of parents that you're getting together to go see a movie, you know everybody responds to incentives, and if and if in organizing that group you understand that you know everybody has their own view and and their own ends that they're trying to reach, and now we're trying to do this together, it helps you in in the idea of how do I think about coordinating this. If you, I mean, everybody is engaged in in hundreds of commercial transactions uh every month you're you're buying food at the store you're you know you're buying clothes and shoes you're getting maybe a car loan you're you know you're 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 deciding on you're making career moves should i should i make this uh horizontal move to another job should i no matter what you're doing if you're uh Obviously, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start your own business, it's it's critical that you understand this landscape. But if you're an employee, to understand the the business's situation and and what are your bosses concerned, it makes you a more valuable employee, and it makes you more more attractive to uh, to the employer. If you're a, if you're if you're a homemaker, 
to understand the the lay of the land out there and and to be able to see through sales pitches and and that sort of thing um you know culturally americans don't negotiate it's it's just it's just something that that we don't do very much but to have those skills i mean if if you're getting married guess what that's a that's a negotiation mm -hmm. and and understanding the the fundamentals behind that makes you more effective at at being able to just work your way through life um these are business skills or life skills it it, it doesn't matter whether or not you're explicitly engaging in in business mm -hmm. yeah yeah well and i think too something else that i want people to realize about what's so great about this program is if you look at the data um the number of students that are going either into business now um in a in a college setting or starting their own business um those numbers have skyrocketed in the last 10 years however our educational system offerings in those areas have not so we have not exactly aligned right. <laughs> the amount of students and young adults moving into a business world or a business degree um i mean my son who's going to graduate in 2 years you know hopefully will be will be playing athletics in college but he wants to get a business degree and i know that his high school is not going to prepare him for the academic piece of business with what they currently serve. So he is going to go into college not having the, the foundational skills to get himself started um, or be an entrepreneur or open his own business. So I just feel like we're sort of behind on what we're doing based on the number of, of folks coming out of high school saying, I want to start my own business. They're turning to YouTube. They're turning to other ways that they can learn how to do these things because the school setting is not giving them the skills that they need. And that's where this program potentially comes in. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's never been easier to start a business and run a business than it is today. You know, the mm -hmm. tools that are available the, are, are amazing. And on top of that, the market you can reach is, is so expanded over what it used to be. You can have an extremely narrow focus on what it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you can reach out to billions of people and find your customers with I mean, this is a this is another uh podcast we could do just on this subject that the uh the ability to to build a business, the tools available and the support, um, the ability to to raise uh capital through angel networks and and uh all the tools available in in that space are just incredible. So so yeah, it's uh, um, to understand what's going on out there today is, mm -hmm. is is just super important. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about one last thing and I think it might be the most important thing for people listening. And I'm gonna say the B word, economics. When you say that, and you know this, to teachers and to kids, the first thing that they think of is boring. <laughs> It's boring. So how have you guys made this? Because I know, and I say that kind of being silly, but it is boring. When you say right. to a kid, hey, we're going to learn economics this this year, they're like, ugh. How do you guys go about making that engaging and fun, especially for some of the younger kids? I mean, obviously, when kids get a little older, it's okay that they're a little bored with school. Um, but how do you guys, what's your approach on making these lessons fun, engaging, and for them to say, oh my gosh, I, I see it now. I get it. This is exciting stuff. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you a bit here. 
It's, it's, it's never okay for it to be boring. I don't care how right. old you are. You know, if, if learning isn't, isn't engaging and fascinating and fun, if you don't feel that, then, then there's something wrong. You know, I, right. I criticize history teachers all the time. I say, how in the world can you make this boring? You know, these, these are some of the greatest You'd and most surprised. amazing stories. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, um, and, but, but look, you're right on the button as far as the, the reputation. Yeah. And it's no accident that the word economics is nowhere in the name of our company. We, we, we call it, I mean, the economics is, is, has been so badly taught that, uh, you know, it's people fall asleep before you get the third syllable of economics out of your mouth, right? right. The, the word is almost toxic. And so we've avoided uh, using it in the, in the name of the company. Um, but it's actually when you, when you, you know, the, the, the logic stage, middle, middle school, kids mm -hmm. are, are looking for connections, right? They're, 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 they've learned a bunch of facts up to now, but now they, they want to connect these together. And the other thing that they want to do is they want to grow to adults. This is my job is to now grow into an adult and be able to take on the world. But yet the, the world is a crazy place. And, and what they need to know is how does it work? You know, I used to have, uh, I, I used to have kids ask me, um, they'd raise their hand and, and, and say, why is this class so fun? And, you know, my response is, look, I'm not here to have fun, kid, get back to work. <laughs> but, but when I got that question, that exact question again and again, I started thinking, what's going on here? There's, there's something happening. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure the story is, so you're a, you're a 10, 11, 12 year old kid. You have, you live in this world of commercial transactions. They all look like one-off events that are disconnected and, and they're going on all over the place. It's like you're in a, a, a battle in Star Wars, you know, and all these uh, laser bullets are flying around, but it's a, it's just a confusing mess. But when you start to understand why they happen and what's going on, your world kind of comes into focus and that feels good. But at that age, your, your expression of that is this is fun. But what's actually happened is they're growing into this adulthood. They're, they're seeing a map of, of how they approach their life. And it's, it feels secure and, you know, and good. And so, uh, Learning should be like that. Learning should be, oh my God, this this is helping me. I know how I'm going to use this. This is improving my life. This is fascinating. And and we do that by by setting up these interactions that are uh, like when when kids sit down to negotiate with one another. That's a drama. You know, it, it's almost like a cage fight. There and. We, we teach them this very high level. Here's the structure of every negotiation. It happens within, within time and, and, uh, and next best options. And then here's all the techniques that happen during the negotiation. And then we do drills. And so they come to this ready to, to open and anchor and counter the other person's anchor and then work, work toward a solution within a time frame. Um, we mess with them all the time. We have what we call uh, landmines or, you know, bumps in the road that we stick in, like, 
kids will figure out, they'll, they'll prepare for negotiation and say, this is, this is my next best option. This is where I'd like to get to. This is how much time I have. And here's my strategy. So I, I go sit down with that other person. I'm ready to roll. You got a timekeeper that's, you know, keeping time pressure on the thing. And, and then somebody hands them a note that says, uh, oh, your, your flight's leaving early. You have, you have 15 seconds fewer than you thought. And now on the fly, they have to adjust to that, right? Or, or maybe the note just says, uh, your spouse called and wants you to bring home a gallon of milk. It's just noise and they have to ignore it. But it's very real life when uh, we have kids pitching companies. So we, uh, and we get them straight into this very quickly. So they're, they're pitching companies, a company to their peers who are trying to decide whether to invest their own money in this company or not. Now in, in a typical entrepreneurship class, you know, you develop a business, you give a pitch to, to a group of adult judges. And when you get through, they, they politely clap and say, great job. Your peers don't do that. You know, and they're talking about investing their own money. They're like, wait, wait, wait. How did your sales go up this much, but your cost only went up that much, right? They're, right. they're drilling you. Mm -hmm. And it becomes very real. It's, it's, it's like what happens in a, in a pitch to angel investors. So we've made it, we've made it very real, very meaningful. And, and it's tied in with, with this, this big body of, of important fundamental knowledge that we call economics. Yeah. And so that's that's the um that's the scoop. That's why it's fun. That's why kids just it is always they always say this is my favorite class. Mm -hmm. Teachers tell me that again and again and again. Yeah. And uh and the other thing that they say is this changes them. This changes the way they see the world and it and it changes their their whole world view in a way that that they don't have access to otherwise. This is a window into the world that that they just don't get. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited about the program and about everyone finding it. And, you know, like you said, you were teaching it to 14 kids and you want to be teaching it to 14,000 kids. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we're, we're helping you with that journey. And so let our audience know where they can find you, where they can find the, the programs, where they can get in touch with you um, if they want to reach out. Yeah, you can just go to middleschoolmba.com, middleschoolmba.com, scroll down the homepage, there's sample lessons, curric detailed curriculum outline, um, yeah. videos from teachers, the whole nine yards. And uh, you can contact me through that website. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. And what, make sure everyone listening that you watch that little, I love the little coffee shop video where the kids go in because it's so realistic how they, they put everything on a small scale. I mean, what kid has not been into a Starbucks or a Scooter's Coffee or some small little business every day? And they see this on a small scale, but that really applies to even major um, businesses and companies. So I just, I think that's so cool that some of these kids that are involved with this program actually get to go out into the community and see these things happening. And it does open it, open their mind up to see things in a whole different way when they have experienced um, the components and the learning through this program in a, a way that they're never going to experience it through a, a school district curriculum. So, you know, I encourage everyone to jump online, go to middle school MBA, look at the videos, um, you know, check out what it is and really maybe reach out to John if you have any questions about it. But yeah, I mean, it's a great program, John. Thank you so much. And yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, 
you know, we want to help kids uh, get on board with this. It took me decades to figure it out. I'm, I'm, it thrills me to see kids that are 10 and 11 years old uh, getting their arms around this stuff. Perfect. Well, John, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a wonderful conversation. Um, and once again, middle school MBA, John Foster, if you have any questions or comments, you can always reach out to me as well. Christy at educate.today. And we are signing off for this episode of the Classroom Matters podcast. Thanks, John. Thank you, Christy.